Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly. Johnny is not with us this week. There is no co-host this week. It's just me and the dead man. Hello. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. You guys may have heard the dead man on the Smugcast podcast. Uh, I know a lot of people that listen to us also listen to them. Um, he's also helped them out with the uh, technical stuff. Uh, you know, what? What? Uh, how did you kind of get involved with them? Let's start with that because I don't even really know the history of that. Uh, actually, I, I worked uh, with uh, BJ. I worked in the same company as BJ and uh, everybody, I will talk to a lot of people and of course, you know, you have your limits on where you can talk to people, but a lot of people knew that, you know, I'm not exactly censored in a lot of what I say or do. Right. And they're like, you, you need to go meet BJ. You need to go meet BJ. Like, like this guy is killer. You need to go meet BJ. And I was like, fine. Okay. I'll, I'll meet BJ. And then yeah. finally I met BJ and, uh, I just kind of palled around with him for like a day or two. And then, uh, I, I messaged him on Twitter and months later, like literally months later, he messages me and he goes, Oh, Hey, yeah, I forgot about you. You want to be on the show? And I'm like, <laughs> I yeah, forgot. Okay. Hey, I forgot <laughs> about you. <laughs> no, uh, I just realized this, uh, not to take a shot at this podcast, but did like half of his guests come from people that either worked for him or worked with him? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say probably, <laughs> yeah. but know? the thing is, is that's where they network out. They network out from those people and they, they meet other people. So, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta bring like-minded people, you know what I mean? Right. And, and you meet a lot of those people like at work, social mm-hmm. situations are hard because we all put on facades and we all put on the party face, you know, mm-hmm. oh, hi, how's it going? You know, right. meanwhile, behind doors, we're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> And and BJ is the kind of person that doesn't actually. Uh, I don't think he actually even goes behind the closed door. I think no. he just says it straight to their face. <laughs> he's he's done it in front of me. Like, Fuck dead man, dude. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, really quick. I mean, we had a episode that you and I and uh, Shane did together that didn't get released, and I I want to apologize just you know off the or on the record that we didn't release that. I did kind of fuck up the audio too. But uh, what we talked about mainly was atheism. Yeah. And we didn't release the episode. There was some stuff that uh, I think the the team was a little bit uh, uncomfortable with. But honestly, I was thinking about it. And I've talked with a lot of different people about it. Um, yesterday, actually, one of my friends was like, are you worried to talk to him about that subject? Do you think your fans are worried about it at all? Do you think that that's something that's going to be a negative? And I actually thought about it for you know, a long minute before I responded. Usually I'm like a quick with a response person, but I was thinking and I was like, if they're listening to this show, they probably are the similar kind of mindset as us, right. which is we've, we've talked at length about not censoring stuff, not being, um, not trying to like hold back and, you know, be too politically correct. So right. I just wanted to, I just want to say apologize for that, but we're going to get it. And this is round two. So yeah, take two. Yes. So, Really quick, <clears throat> where did it start with atheism? Where did that? Because I don't think anybody just starts thinking that way, do they? Or is it you you're, know? you're born that way, right? You're born that way until somebody indoctrinates you into some kind of belief. Um, we're all born atheists. We don't believe in a god. We don't know of a god. So we're all born that way. Uh, first of all, uh, for me though, it started with uh, the gay marriage. Yeah, uh, I told the story on Smugcast, but I'll, I'll go through it real quick. Yeah. Um, so obviously not everybody that listens to this listens as much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what happened was I was an agnostic for years and years and years and years. And I was, I, I was always on the fence about religion. I always thought it's, I always said 
if it's bad or it harms a person, it has to go. So I was fine with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't have any issues with it. Then gay marriage happened. And because I wasn't agnostic, of course, I go to like agnostic Facebook groups or Twitter groups or, you know, online forums and, you know, gay marriage happened. All of a sudden the right lost their mind, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, it's an abomination towards God, you know, Leviticus, this and that, you know? And I was like, ah, fuck man, nothing I ain't heard before. Right. Then I went to the left and the left lost their minds just as fucking equally. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, abomination towards God, Leviticus. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you yeah. too. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the agnostics, the people who are on the fence, the ones who are listen to reason but still have doubt. Mm -hmm. So I went to the agnostic pages and I went to the, the, the Facebook page and the forums and same fucking thing. Same exact goddamn rhetoric. And I was like, that's it. I can't do it. Right. I cannot do it. I cannot even entertain the concept of believing in a God mm -hmm. when there is literally no place for me. Right. I can't do it. Yeah. There's just no, I mean, that makes sense. Um, so, so how do you like, I mean, do you, cause I've, I've kind of, we've talked off the air and also I've heard you on the smug cast It's almost like you are, you're angry towards some of the religions. So no, 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 I'm, I'm never angry towards religion. Okay. I'm angry towards the people mm -hmm. that do bad things with it. Right. That's where my anger comes from. Well, I'm not an anti-theist. Yeah. And so how, how do you think, <clears throat> what do you think is the reason that we started uh, thinking the way we did about religion? And I think, you know, from my perspective, what I think about is it's, I think, terrifying for people to think that there's nothing after death. Right. And I think that that's, that's the biggest thing for me that why I think that I want to believe in a higher power. I want to believe that there is something more out there for us because, you know, it's, I actually have those like almost terrifying moments. I've actually talked about on the podcast where I'm sitting in the shower and I'm thinking like, what if there is nothing? And like, I'm just doing this. I'm showering the same way I've done for the last, you know, 365 days and I'm getting ready to go to work doing the same shit I've done. Like, and then what if there's nothing else out there afterwards? What is the point of me doing all of this? And I have that like existential crisis in the shower before yeah. work. But like I've told people on the podcast before too, I very, I feel very fortunate about my own personality to be like, well, it's okay, whatever. <laughs> Instead of like focusing on it, becoming depressed or freaked out or whatever. Yeah. So. No, and I get that. I get that a lot. I get that question a lot. You know, if there's nothing afterwards, what's the point? The point is to live. Yeah. The point is, is that this is the only life you get. Mm -hmm. This is it. Even if you believe in a heaven, even if you believe in a hell, this is still the only life you get. Mm -hmm. This is still the only life that you're going to have control over. Yeah. Because once you go to heaven, according to the Bible, heaven is nothing but worshiping God. You wake up in the morning, you worship God from sun up to sundown. Yeah, that definitely doesn't sound exactly like what I want to do, spending yeah, eternity. Exactly. <laughs> Just imagine that, waking up and, go, you know, hail George Bush, I, I, hail George Bush. Okay, everybody go home now. When, when, I used to, when I used to go to church, I hated singing the hymns and stuff. And that's if all that's, it is. If that's what I'm doing all day, yeah. fuck that. That's all it is. That, and that's in the Bible, and I, I, I don't have the specific quote because I didn't bring it up, but that's in the Bible, that that's all heaven is. is yeah. you, go, you wake up, you revere God, you go to bed, you wake up, you revere God, right. rest of eternity. For hell, according to the Bible, there really isn't a hell. Mm -hmm. There's perdition, which is the absence of God, mm -hmm. which is, I'm already there, so yeah. <laughs> the fuck do I have to fear? Um <laughs> So, you know, the the idea of all of this, you know, this, this, this something happening afterwards, I think is, is 
I, I think it's bullshit. Right. And and I nothing. Uh, there, there's a there's a YouTuber named Tom Scott. You know, Thomas Tom Scott Ridgewell, and he says he really doesn't have any fears except the concept of something lasting for eternity. Mm-hmm. And now that I've gotten a little bit older, you know, I've been watching this guy for like almost ten years. Now that I've gotten a little bit older, uh, I kind of get that now. You know what I mean? I kind of get the the concept that something that would last for eternity is is frightening it, it's yeah. it's a bit fucking much yeah and that kind of makes it's hard me to wrap grateful. your fucking head around eternity or infinite like yeah. that kind of thing so it makes me grateful that you know when i'm gone i'm gone mm-hmm. that's it yeah. lights out stores closed so so then that my follow-up question that i, I i'm i'm probably just gonna like i'm not even gonna really use my notes i'm just gonna ask whatever i think of um is there any that you would like to believe in? Any kind of religions that you're interested in? Because I know that you've studied stuff, you've oh, yeah. you know read and researched all the different kinds of religions. So, yeah. is there any that you would be like, I like that one, or that's one that I think I would you know be interested in? No, no, no. not at all. Uh, no, none at all. Yeah. I, um, the reason is is because um, people cherry pick religion right so much that they only tell you the good parts. They only tell you the positive parts. They only tell you, you know, love, reverence, you know, love another human being, heaven and hell, yada, yada, yada. They only tell you that stuff. They never tell you about the stuff that you're instructed also to do. Mm-hmm. For instance, Jesus in the Bible actually said that if somebody doesn't, if somebody you know does not love him or worship him, to bring him before him and slay them. But you're not going to hear that too often, are you? That seems pretty fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to hear that, are you? No. Here, check it out. And I'll give you a couple examples here. Yeah. Um, um, let's take a look at this. How to murder children, the Jesus, Bible version. Jesus Christ. This is read, real. Read that off to me. This is uh, Matthew 18.6. You drown them. Uh, Lamentations 2.20. You eat them. That's right. You eat your daughters. Ezekiel 5.10. Fathers should eat their sons. Lamentations. You starve them. uh, Genesis and Leviticus. You set fire to them. Exodus. You smite them. Uh, Deuteronomy. You stone them to death. Joshua. You use a sword. Nahum. uh, Smash them in the streets. Abandon them. According to Matthew. Revelations. Kill them with death. That's actually a real thing. Jesus. And uh, so what is that in reference to? Is that like this is all passages in the Bible telling you how to kill your child? What for? Like, is it is it more like one of those things that, you know, if if you had too many people that you were too many mouths to feed back in the day, maybe they were trying to get rid of them. Like, no, no. Literally, there is a there's kind of I'm trying to find it. Um, There is one where literally it's just uh, a mother and a father complaining about their son. Yeah. So they kill their son, boil him, and eat him. <laughs> Why? In the Bible, they're in, talking in about, the Bible, I, they're talking I, about cannibalism. Yeah. I mean, I've heard there's Often. some really, I've heard there's some really fucked up stuff in the Bible. Anyways, uh, I've, I'm they, trying to. Find I know it. they've talked about like dinosaurs and stuff too. Nope. No dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. What? Well, there's like there's some kind of mythical stuff in there. Oh, there's there's unicorns. Yeah. Yeah. There's unicorns, the uh, leviathans, fairies, pixies, mm-hmm. uh, demons. Let me see here. There's a whole there's a whole fun stuff, dude. And that's just it. You know, this is supposed to be your guide for morality and reason and love. And yet all of this stuff, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, Sue Alexander that's following along said they had no limits on childbearing back then. They did not. 
So that's that's an interesting interesting point to be made because I actually was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast just recently, and they just kind of like went on some crazy tangents uh, with Greg Fitzsimmons, and they were talking about that. Like imagine that back in the day, whereas you know uh, <clears throat> he was talking about like cavemen, and he was like you know having kids was um, providing basically like your 401k for when you're like when you get old because yeah. you when you can't hunt and gather anymore those people take care of you yeah you're patting yourself and like and so i'm having trouble trying to find it because i post so much of this stuff yeah <laughs> i know and, and, and facebook makes it difficult man when you have to scroll through everything johnny's been posting a bunch of memes and funny stuff on our facebook page and people come up to me and be like Hey man, I really liked whatever you shared the other day, and I was like, "Hey, that wasn't me, but You're like, thanks." Cool. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy it. Let's see here. Uh, for instance, one of my favorite uh, little controversies here: What were Jesus's last words? What have you been told in church? Uh, is it the, you know, forgiving for sins or something like that? I don't know. I, I I'm you, terrible. You, you get, yeah, you get it. You though. get it. <laughs> Luke twenty three forty six says, uh, "Father, into my hands I commend my spirit." Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty seven. I should have done that. That's in a song. Yeah, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In John nineteen thirty, it says it is finished. So here you have you know so many controversies, so many you know uh, different ways of saying things, and that's not just Christianity. Right. Oops. Right. You have um, you have Islam, and yes, I will bash on Islam. I have no fucking fear of it. <laughs> um, you have the Hadiths that yeah. teach you how to beat your wife, how right. to beat your wife. Right. There is a certain method that they use. Yeah, uh, there is also you know bring the infidels before them, slaughter them behind every rock. There is uh, the hadiths that also say that they have to fight the Jews, mm-hmm. and uh, that rocks and trees will claim to the followers of Allah that there is Jews behind them to come and slaughter them in the streets. Jesus, so there. I mean, but it's a lot. Of, I mean, that, it sounds like there's just a lot of different tribes, and we've always like hated the people that were not like us. Well, I mean, when. When you look at it, when you look at everything, like the Bible itself is a good collection of stories, and it's all fiction. Right. It's all fiction. You know, Jesus Christ has never existed outside of the Bible. Right. N- never. He, he's he, and here's here's a society that wrote everything down. Their wins, their losses, personal journals have been found. We have we there's actually um, it's like a two thousand year old stone tablet. Right. And all that stone tablet is, you can look at it in reverence. It's in a museum. You're like, wow, that's cool. 2,000 years, 2,000, 4,000 years old. It's a complaint yeah. about a dude selling shoddy marble. <laughs> that was what the tablet that's, is? That's what's written on how, the tablet. How did, and what's crazy is like, how did that thing be the thing that survived for 2,000 years? Yeah, but, <laughs> but we, don't have, we don't have the Ark. Right. We don't have the Ark of the Covenant. We don't have any of the original cross. We don't, we don't even know the location of the cave that Jesus was, Jesus was buried in. Right. That's Which serious. is interesting. That's a good point that they're like, and they were, that's when like recorded history was like starting to become very yeah. accurate because people were writing stuff down. But at the same time, how accurate was all the stuff they were writing down? Because people all have their own perspective of how things are written. Exactly. Jesus's tales are written down 60 to 100 to 400 years after he existed. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Yeah. So, but the thing that you know to, to to look at that you also have things that have been consecrated we have 
uh, the city of Mecca. You know, the big black box, you know, all the dudes dance in a yeah. circle around <laughs> like a bad rave. You have um, the Vatican, you know, the Vatican City, the holiest site, and yada, yada, yada. You have Constantinople. You have all these, uh, the, the city of Israel, the, the wall. You have all these places that have all been consecrated, but we don't have where Jesus was crucified. We don't have his, the cave he rose out of or where he was buried. Because you, you've ever noticed, the story just kind of trails off. Yeah. Oh, he came back from the dead, walked around, let people poke him in the hands, and... Then uh... it's just gone. <laughs> so, And then <laughs> the other thing that I think about on a, on a, a fairly regular basis is <clears throat> the... Okay, and like this is going to be a shot at Catholicism, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very evil. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the... The fact that they like like they almost exist as like separate from their actual country in the Vatican City or whatever, where it's yep. like actually its own place. They can, they have their own laws. They have their own you know they Police have force. they have like loads and loads of resources. It's mm-hmm. like that just seems a little like it seems a little evil. Like I mean we've we've talked to Ian Palmer on here before from the uh, from about conspiracy theories and things like that. And we talk about the Rothschilds and stuff like that, but I, we don't really talk a whole lot about the the uh, Vatican City and, and the Catholicism about how it just seems really evil. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it seems evil. And if it seems evil, it probably fucking is. <laughs> you know, uh, they, have, they have more gold uh, than Fort Knox. Uh, they have more money than almost any other organized organi- uh, organization in the world. And the thing is that we don't actually know how much they have. We right. just have estimates. Yeah, like exactly. we looked up in the last show, it's an estimated figure right. of, I think it was uh, $40 billion. Yeah, I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, <clears throat> estimated net worth of the catholic see i swear man we're being listened to at all times i i literally typed in estimated and that's what came up yeah. like this computer's listening to me right now as we talk good what's up Bill? um it says from the world's point of view this is this is really no wealth at all in terms of money every diocese is its own financial entity the catholic church as a universal church doesn't own this wealth which is mostly in the form of real estate the wealth of the vatican is estimated to be around 15 billion us dollars 15 billion i overshot it yeah but still like that's the estimated that's estimated worth. and also that, that like that's they're talking mainly about <clears throat> the they're estimating that based off of the real estate at least in that just quick thing that popped up it yeah. sounds like it's talking about real estate they're they're leaving out uh gold they're leaving gold, out yeah. art yeah. Living out uh, straight up bonds and stocks that they bought during the civil wars, during uh, World War One and Two. They're living out junk bonds. They're living out stock market investments that they have. So actually, I'd say my forty billion dollars was actually yeah, more that's on probably par. that's probably pretty close. That's yeah. insane. Um, so Sue Alexander is just definitely following along with us yeah. pretty well. She said there's plenty of Jesus related tourist spots in the Middle East. It's big money. So that to me though. Not to like, you know, call her out, but I mean, that's all just, you know, guesses, right? Like, I mean, um, the, Jesus the, related tourist spots in the Middle East, it's big money. There is, um, there is a lot of Jesus tourist spots in the Middle East, but it's not the way that you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that is, uh, it's, it's, it's like, a you know, the last stand of Billy the Kid kind of shit. Right. You know? Oh, here once Jesus drank some wine. Yeah, it says, like, the first thing that pops up when I look it up is the top 10 Christian sites at the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. So there's the Capernaum National Park, 
sometimes called the town of Jesus, the ancient village of Capernaum on the, I'm, I hope I'm saying that right, but uh, on the northwestern shore of the Sea of Galilee was rediscovered in 1838. In the 1960s, the Franciscans restored several old synagogues and churches, blah, blah, blah. Um, tab, tabga? I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, so the, the Mount Mount of Beatitudes, I think I remember hearing about that. Uh-huh. Uh, Pope Paul the Sixth left his cloak for permanent display in the church. I think he was just drunk Dude, and the, forgot it. <laughs> the, but the thing is, too, Woke like... the next day, fuck, have you guys seen my cloak? I mean, it feels like these guys are <laughs> like... I mean, it... We talked about this on the last episode. It feels yeah. like almost like uh, these people were the best at, uh, uh, like basically like the best magicians of their time. Like yes. they they were good at fooling people into believing miracles. It's uh, just it's just it's crazy to think about. Yeah, no. Uh, there's a there's an episode of bullshit with Penn and Teller. Yeah, uh, which he's talk- a very uh, strong player in the atheist community right yes and uh, i i do love um, his his quote to say you don't have to be smart to be an atheist you don't have to be a martyr you don't even have to be um well schooled all you have to be able to do is say i don't know yeah and i always found that kind of beautiful yeah um so he they, they talk about um that this area uh, especially in the middle east at that time was just rife with uh, prophets and sons of God and people claiming divinity and that there was uh, something of the Mischia, I don't know, there was, there, was a, there was a guy there and he did the exact same thing that Jesus claimed to do, walked on water, healed the sick, cured the blind, yada yada and um, he, uh, he, he existed. We have uh, papers and we have uh, journals of him performing these miracles so we know he existed right we don't have anything about jesus and that's kind of what their point was is we have these guys these other guys that claim to be divinity who who went around performing you know miracles mm. and uh, we have documentation of them so where is the biggest one of all where 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 is this jesus cat in history you would think that somebody would go home after witnessing one of these miracles and, and write a letter or write down somewhere, right. you know, prominent, something something permanent and say, I saw the craziest shit in the market today. This Jesus cat was just fucking stuff up. It was crazy. <laughs> we were all drinking water. Next thing I know, it's an orgy in the town square. We got wine everywhere. You would, th- you would think somebody would mention this guy right. outside of, you know, the Bible, yeah. personal correspondence, letters, journals, something. Yeah. But there but, is, I mean, haven't they done some sort of like research to find, you know, the actual person that was considered Jesus Christ? Like, didn't they, haven't they done research on that or searched for it? Well, they've done a lot of research on it. The, the, a lot of, a lot of what, uh, uh, the Catholic church also does is suppress research. Mm-hmm. They don't allow people to touch things or they don't allow things to be tested or carbon dated. Like the, the, what is it? The shroud mm-hmm. of. I can't remember the name right now. Um, the Shroud of Termin, or was maybe yeah. That the, sounds. I mean, that with, sounds with the, with the guy that's supposed to be the bloody face of Jesus. Right. We can't touch it. We can't touch. We can't test it. Right. Uh, so as far as as far as we know, the the last actual test for them to try to find validity to it, it was uh, pretty funny because it was found to be dated like a couple thousand years, created thousands of years after Jesus existed. Mm. So you know. It, it's what, what do you think about uh, <clears throat> what do you think about exorcisms? I, I think you, they are dealing with a lot of 
mentally ill people right and have hurt a lot of folks yeah uh there's there's been of course a lot of cool and uh <laughs> mark just said uh 666 <laughs> I, I invited him to the to the video the uh, live so he's, he's got some good comments usually <laughs> i got i got i got a spoiler for you mark uh that doesn't mean jack shit <laughs> 666 six, 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 this actually happens to be a, a random number well that, who, that who came up with that that that's the name of the that's the passage number. Okay, six six six. Um, if the passage had landed on like three one two, right, it, it would have been three one two. Three one two is the mark of the beast, which is so. also three one two is a good beer uh, brewery here in. Uh, oh yeah, right. Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I am an alcoholic. All right, um, uh, but exorcism. So you don't think that any of that stuff's like relatively no, real at no, all no no it freaks me the fuck out of course but you look at somebody having a seizure then you put on a, a video right next to it right of, of that's true uh, of somebody being exercised mm-hmm. you know or, or, or having an exorcism done what about the creepy voices and stuff though that people said they've, they've again they've it's heard. just you know it's it, this is this is anecdotal shit and yeah, on top of all of that true. you're in a very scary situation yeah you're not going to know what's going to come out. You got, so. like, you got like six people standing over you yeah. throwing holy water on Holy you. water. But, and I'm not talking about just a person with the exorcism. I'm talking about them. Mm. You know, this is a, this is a, a, a group fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, a, it's mob rule. Right. So, you know, when, when they're sitting here and this poor person's freaking out and they're not, they're not speaking in a normal voice or they're in the throes of, of a seizure and, and you know they get that that guttural scream you know what i mean that real yeah. deep voice oh my god it's a fucking demon yeah you know oh did you hear it i heard it it's a demon you heard it it's a demon it's 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 group fear and it, <laughs> it goes on and on bj says listen to smugcast episode with ghost hunter mike i, have. I did and it terrified me i have and that's really cool uh ghosts don't exist though <laughs> It's just going right at it. The ghosts don't exist. So then, I mean, we've we talked about a lot of wild shit on this podcast. Uh, what do you think about like aliens and things like that? Is that an is, is that a something that you could potentially uh, jump on board with? No, absolutely. I do believe there is other life out there. I just don't believe it's you know like signs or you know Independence Day. Uh, the biggest. Uh, I, I was actually listening to a lecture about this, you know, the the idea of intelligent life out there. And the, the blinking light theory is the thing that convinced me. Yeah. Um, let's just say, because we are in a 24-hour cycle, you have other planets like Mars who have like a 36 or 32-hour cycle. You go further out than that, there's others, there's planets that have a longer cycle. So that means their timelines are different. So that means that there may be a civilization out there that's just as advanced as we are or more advanced than we are. The thing is, is that when they look out into that, into this, into the void, it's like two blinking lights. Mm-hmm. You have to catch them just right. Right. If they both blink at the same time, that means hey, they can recognize each other. <clears throat> okay. If they well, miss then each other. did you? Uh, I think somebody just posted that on Facebook though. Did you see the? Um, <laughs> did you see the? Uh, the uh, radio signals that we're getting from other parts of the universe it's not radio signals what is it it's it's noise it's noise yeah we measure things on an oscilloscope and wavelengths so but okay so this i actually brought this up on the podcast before and i butchered it but the dark forest theory a terrifying explanation of why we haven't heard from aliens yet the milky way galaxy has 200 billion stars and perhaps 100 billion planets if even a small fraction of those planets harbored life and even if only a pathetic scattering of those planets had life forms which became intelligent, our galaxy would be teeming with alien civilizations, some of whom would be either looking for us 
or discoverable for at least a little while. The number of alien civilizations the galaxy should have can be be determined by an equation, the Drake equation, that turns the above factors into variables. When you plug them into the formula, you you find that there should be at least 20 civilizations in our cosmic neighborhood. This makes the fact that we have yet to find any other life in the cosmos almost shocking when you think about it. This seeming discord between how many advanced civilizations ought to be in space, the lack of evidence for any is known as the Fermi paradox. Is it Fermi? Fermi paradox? Fermi. It has led to dozens of hypotheses and potential solutions. Some propose that life starting at all is rare. Others suggest that the development of intelligence is the bottleneck. Others still posit that most civilizations would live for a short time before blowing themselves up or conversely never even managed to invent the radio. One solution, however, is a bit darker than the others. The dark forest solution is... Explains why we haven't heard from aliens by positing that they are purposefully keeping quiet. The reasoning is laid out best in the science fiction novel, the science fiction novel, The Dark Forest. The plot of the book, the second of the series, concerns questions of how to best interact with potentially hostile alien life. Um, this is not what I thought I was reading. Well, but, um, but either way, it's basically saying that it's a good thing that we have not found well, aliens I, or contacted any other intelligent life. And this is the way. This is the way I always posit it. Um, if, let's say in your house right now that you you found peace or let's not even say you found peace let's just say you're not even in conflict but the house next door is constantly having the cops call there's gunshots there's bonfires there's all sorts of crazy shit going on shit's always breaking uh, the house it catches on fire itself the police have to be called the fire are you really really going to want to walk next door and make friends with those people no no, <laughs> on a cosmic timeline, we have existed for such a short time. We already have right. massive nuclear explosions on our planet that can be measured from space. Right. That can be probably seen from space. I haven't confirmed that in any way, but you know, if anybody out there is an is, is an intelligent an intelligent being is looking at our planet, we're blowing ourselves up. Yeah, we're we're heating our planet. We we have constant war. We're inventing new ways to kill each other. Why? 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 Why would you come to us? Why would you come down and say hi? And we and we have also, like I said, or like you said, we've been around for such a short amount of time. Yeah. On the the scale of actual time existing, um, it's 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 possible that there's been other multiple other intelligent life forms that just are not there because they did exactly what we're doing, which is eliminating ourselves eventually. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got you got Mars as a dead planet. We have no idea what happened. Right. And, you know, the idea that we haven't reached out far enough or we haven't discovered it because we haven't looked is complete bullshit. Yeah. We've got, the, the distance between the Earth and the moon, you can fit every other planet in the solar system between the Earth and the moon. Did you know that? No. That's how far away that is. And look how much we struggle just to get to our own moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the idea, the Prometheus theory, yeah, very good. The Prometheus theory is that the like somebody brought us here. Yes, um, also known as the uh, uh, the alien life theory or the alien bacteria theory. That ancient this was a, aliens. Oh God, no! <laughs> ancient astronauts. No the the theory the theory says um, that our Earth formed and we were just uh, some big hunk of rock until. Uh, a piece of another planet carrying bacteria crash landed on it and started uh, yeah. and jump started life that way. But yeah. it was still protozoic. We still have you know, we still have to go through the series of evolutions of primordial ooze to single cell to multi cell to complex organisms. You know that that's one of the things that I've I hate about 
how short of a lifespan that we have because I want to see what shit's like like 300 years from now. Oh, no I wish that because maybe we're not even here. Maybe we're just like a scorched earth and everything's gone. Like I just, but I would like to know. And that's what, like, that's why I like that existential crisis that I tell you about. Like, I want to, like, it's the same as all the conspiracy theory stuff. Like, I just want to know. Like, I don't care. Like, maybe, nah. maybe, you know, JFK was murdered by our government. That, I mean, <laughs> that, that is a possibility, but I would at least just like to just know. Like, I, when um when it, when Hillary Rodham Clinton was running for president and she said she was going to unlock some like alien files or like Area Fifty One stuff and like let people yeah, know about, yeah. I was like, dude, I might vote for her just because of that. <laughs> just for that. <laughs> show me the fucking aliens, lady. Show, show me the show aliens. Me the alien. You can have the office. Just give me the goddamn aliens. We're just living in a simulation. I wish, BJ. <laughs> I've always said, man, if we're in a simulation, it's like a game. Somebody Worst needs to, somebody fucking needs to, game ever. Yeah, somebody needs Worst to, game Somebody ever. needs to get some cheat codes and make my life a little bit better. Fuck. You know, fuck. <laughs> somebody, some, instead of just casually playing my game, they need I to, go pro, <laughs> they need you to know? be a little bit better. I need to level up the fuck here. You know, <laughs> shit. But, uh, uh, like, like <laughs> the, the thing is, is she was promising something that was already going to happen. The same way uh, Trump was like, uh, oh, I'm I'm unlocking, uh, what was it, JFK documents? Right, right. That's actually, like, isn't I'm that coming out? It. No, like they're soon? already out. They're already out. Well, know, there's, but, there's something else, though, that is coming out soon. The yeah, 9-11 stuff, I think, the, is, those reports those are, are coming. Gonna, those, are, those have been published. The right. official reports are the ones right. that are going to be uh, um, not redacted. They're going to be officially released. Do you think that's going to reignite, like, some conspiracies oh, on yeah. 9-11? And then we're going to hear about that for another few years. I don't want to hear about it, man. <laughs> Done with it. Done with it. Done with it. It happened. Let's move the right. fuck on. Right, right, right. Uh, but, I mean, like, it, he he was claiming that he was responsible. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, dude, no. What? The, right. The, the, the timeline just ran out. That's all it is. <laughs> that's that's ad, ad hoc. It's just, public, it's just public knowledge. It now. is now. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's like. That's it's complete bullshit. But I mean, we all know that. I mean, he is that egomaniacal type person He's that that he, it's it's almost like uh, you know. I know I've done this to myself, and I know other people have done this. You get that part of your ego, and you think you convince yourself that what you're saying is actually fact. Mm. Like um, you know what I'm saying? Like George Orwell, 1984. Yeah, repeat the line until it becomes truth. Exactly. And they, they've actually talked about, uh, there's a guy, <clears throat> I'm going to butcher this too, but there's a guy on a podcast um, with Adam Carolla that was talking about um, how we we think that uh, Trump is a complete idiot moron, but he starts to bring up all of the things like the repeating stuff, like the Orwell thing. Like The guy was like, he's kind of a genius because when he kind of says over and over lying Hillary or whatever, then you, your mind starts to associate lying yeah. like that name with the person. And, uh, he just brought up a bunch of like, um, uh, what is it? Psycho psychoanalytics about it's, like it's what, he, what he was doing That's to, to become kind of like the, uh, the household name, yeah. like right away for the presidency. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's catchphrases. He feeds these people catchphrases. Uh, Hillary, Clinton, you know, right. Hillary, you know, uh, cheating Clinton, you know, uh, loose bill or whatever the fuck right. you called them. Like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. They're all catchphrases. It doesn't matter if what happened is true or false. Right. 
They're all catchphrases, and mm-hmm. that's just buzzwords they can just bring up on a, on, a, on a whim. You know, like the the what was it recently that Sarah Huckabee Sanders got caught lying mm-hmm. uh, and got fact checked by Fox of right. all fucking people. Right. You know, she was like the four thousand people we caught four thousand terrorists we caught across the border, and the guy goes, uh, "Yeah, glad you brought that up. By the way." Fuck you! They were all caught in airports. <laughs> yeah. Dumb cunt. What else you got? And on, I got I got something seriously personal with her. Right. She name dropped my city, my oh, own really? city, El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Who has been voted the you know the top five city uh, safest city for years and years and years, and she wants to credit that towards uh, the partial wall we have there. Yeah. I'm like, no, fuck you, lady. No, 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 no. No, now you stepped into my territory. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> we got on that a little bit. Um, I just, like, to be honest, like, I don't really care about the wall. Like, I know that I should. It's but pointless. I just don't, I don't care. Like, if it, if they build it, cool, good for them. But as long as it doesn't, doesn't take too much money out of my pocket, whatever. But if they don't build it, don't care either. Don't really mind. Um, it's not going to, it just doesn't affect me personally, so... I don't really care about the wall. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't affect me personally. But, but it, it ignites so much rage in people to talk about the wall. And it pisses me off mm-hmm. because, honestly, it's pointless. And, and I was actually talking with AP about this. Um, you know, I, he, he was like, he, he wanted to have a decent conversation, you know, without being called a racist or having right. all this other stuff brought up. And I was like, okay, well, we, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll exchange ideas. And he was like, well, why, why do you hate it so much? And I say, honestly, cause it's fucking pointless. Right. It's all built off of lies. Yeah. You know, it, it's all built off of bullshit. Well, um, the main thing that, I mean, I, I'm just amazed that people do like supporters and I'm, and I'm once again, I am not an expert. I am not an intelligent person when it comes to, uh, I'm not like intelligent when it comes to politics and things like that. But when it, when it comes to that, that kind of stuff. I don't understand why people get. Oh no, no, no! I I lost my point, but I'm back. Um, <clears throat> people, people uh, are forgetting how adamant he was that we weren't going to pay for it. That's it. And how do the supporters not lose their mind about that? Like, be an intelligent person and think about that. That is literally you are you are now paying for something that was promised to you that somebody else is going to pay for. The other place said, "Fuck that, we're not going to pay for it," and then we end up we end up we're gonna like now we're going like we're Did having I, a government shutdown. I'll yes, the that. best meme where it's you're, who's going to pay for that wall? Mexico, Mexico, Mexic, Mex, me. <laughs> so, but I mean, I just I don't get how you can continue to support something when. And I'm and like I said, I'm not a hater of Trump. I'm not a hater of anything. Like I I just don't really care that much. But when some like it's basically like me promising you, hey man, uh, I'm gonna release that podcast that we just did, <laughs> and then I don't do it. Uh, but you know, there, there's a difference between technical stuff, uh, you know, fucking something up, you know, taking personal responsibility for it, and just outright fucking lying from the beginning. Right. You know, that's like that's the the. The true equivalence would be you inviting me here for a podcast and never publishing it because you never intended to. Exactly. That's like on, that's what that that's what that equates to. Yeah. You know, like I, I show up and then I do this podcast and you we do great stuff and then all of a sudden you know it's months months later I'm like well, dude where's the podcast yeah. you're like ah yeah it was never gonna come out anyways right you know like that that's what that fucking is do you think do you think he almost like had convinced himself that he was a good enough businessman that he could get that done. No, and and, no. and that he no. he he thought 
truly in his mind that he could get somebody else, like the other country, to pay for that border mm, security. Absolutely not. And the whole reason I say absolutely not is because if you haven't noticed, there's been so much turnaround is because he wants yes men. Yeah. He wants yes men. You know, when, when people come up to him and they're like, they went, it went $7 billion for the wall, and somebody comes up to him and he goes, um, look, you fucking potato. It's not feasible. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Well, it's just funny the way the, the government state is right now because I feel like they are eating each other and the eating themselves, whether they're in the same political party or not. It's it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And you don't, don't get me wrong. And this is something I always kind say. Kind of enjoy and, you know, that. A- AP, AP always tells me I'm so left, I can't be right. But fuck the left hand, too. We're losing gun rights uh, right. by the day, according to the left. You know, do, 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 doing shit with uh, Feinstein. Yep. You know, and her bullshit rhetoric. The bump stock, getting rid of that. And that's Trump supported it. Yep. He's also supporting red flag laws. Mm-hmm. But all of this is coming from the left. What's a red flag law? Sorry. A red flag law is, um, let's just say, I know you have guns. Yeah. And we're in a relationship and we get into a fight. Mm-hmm. All I can do is, all I have to do for a red flag law is call the cops and say that you have a gun and you're dangerous. Oh, shit. So what happens is that the cops show up to your house. They confiscate your guns. They put you in a mental asylum, and you have to prove you're sane and a not a dangerous person. That's wild. Yeah, they already fucking killed a guy in in Maryland. I think it was. For, we were talking about this in the Potasalon. Uh, they killed a guy in Maryland because they showed up to his house because of red flag laws. And wasn't he wasn't he a law enforcement person? Uh, I don't or no, remember. there there was there was a story of that. There mm-hmm. was a story of a law enforcement officer who they. <clears throat> They went to his house because he was supposedly dangerous and shot and killed him. Mm-hmm. And it's that's scary. It's and, scary. All, and all of this bullshit is coming from the left. And it's scary that people can just say that, though. Yeah, well, accuse you, know, you pe- of that. People are people are vindictive. Yeah, you know. And sometimes we don't see past our choices. You know, and sometimes we we just want to hurt someone, so we mm-hmm. don't see past that choice of you know calling the cops and saying he's crazy. Right. You know, it's not till that poor person that we we're pissed at 20 minutes ago he's lying dead it's cold in the ground that we go fuck you know but hey you know what then at least they'll get into heaven right (laughs) (laughs) uh bj sent me a uh a really good uh topic yeah nude i heard i heard it's a hog so i don't want to i don't know if i really want to see that but uh that's that's a funny story about that uh i was he he gave me computers to fix and one of them was a personal computer and i (laughs) I open I open up the computer and I log in and there's just a uh, uh, a folder of pictures there and I'm just like nope <laughs> I closed it and I put it aside and I was like I'm not opening that I'm not doing it nope fuck around uh, something that he he brought up though was uh, teen pregnancies are down yes U S teen birth rate drops to an all time low does that and he he mentioned do you think that has anything to do with social media and the fact that it People used to have that happen, and not not everybody would know about it. Now it's kind of more of a shame thing. People can see you online. Yeah. Do you think that's something that kind of plays into that, or do you think that it, like because as soon as I started thinking about this just now, when we were ta- like when I was asking the question, I don't I don't know if that actually plays into it because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are like celebrating the single mom or the single the single parent <clears throat> situation. And wanting to get that like adoration from friends and family. Well, the I, I can so, say that the public perception of the family unit has changed. Yeah, uh, and you know, 
the family unit and the family picture used to be mom's mom stays at home dad goes to work raises the kids so on and so forth we get the 80s it was still kind of the norm we get into the 90s we get into the 2000s where everything just started going to shit and now all of a sudden we have two working parents yeah now all of a sudden we have mom and dad who work you know these odd jobs you know the the, there's no longer an ability to support just with one parent working yeah because we can't afford to do that yeah and if there is they're in they're in a position that you know, most, most people of us are not do. Yeah. The birth rate among teen girls has dropped 67 percent since 1991. That's fucking crazy. But I, I honestly I credit social media. Yeah, I do, because social media has allowed a lot of things to become destigmatized. Right. Such as Planned Parenthood right now. Plan Planned Parenthood back in the 90s. We both know we grew up around that time. Planned Parenthood was the dirty little secret. Right. Now, that was the black card you kept in your wallet. Yep. So if you showed mm-hmm. up at a Planned Parenthood, you, you've you done something to be ashamed of. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've done something where your parents are going to be, you know, you know, the laughing stock of the neighborhood. So that's where we grew up. I mean, my, my mom was a, was a teen pregnancy. I mean, she had me when she was, she had turned 18, five, it's six days before I was born. Wow. So she was 17 when she, uh, when I was conceived. Well, I was, uh, uh, yeah, I think I was a teen pregnancy myself. Um, I which was, is, which, I was a birthday her, present for my dad, though. Which, but the, <laughs> no, get, get, my dad's birthday is January 9th. Mine <laughs> is October 8th. Do the math. Um, but no, my mom was like, uh, on that, like, I think cusp of kind of people's minds changing about it because there's actual home video of my mom walking across stage to get her high school diploma. Yeah like eight months pregnant like <laughs> like she was big and she's walking across stage to get her diploma and, yeah, and people weren't trying to hide her in the basement while she was pregnant for yeah. nine months yeah no uh, and you know social media has allowed us to spread viable information but don't you think it's also scary and not good sometimes with how well it can spread information and, and no bad like- in, you know no 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 bad information is still bad information right. no matter what no matter where it comes from whether it be news, the internet, Facebook, Twitter, bad information is still bad information. And that's always going to be there. And we can thank fucking Reagan for that. <laughs> no, no bullshit. Uh, before the Reagan administration, every news network was required by law. Uh, I'm out, boys. Have a good show. Bye, AP. Um, <laughs> by law, to tell the truth. Yeah. It had to be the truth, a verifiable truth. The Reagan administration came along, and I forgot who it was. He's still in Congress now, uh, who came up and said, you know what? Why don't we allow your presidency to be spun just a little bit? Why don't we get rid of this this regulation? And we can... That's uh, crazy. Yeah, we can start spinning news towards a positive administration in your favor. Because you forget Reaganomics. You forget the idea that crack cocaine was introduced into, you know, poor cultures by our own law enforcement uh, people. That's so, crazy. This guy was like, why don't we start spinning your, your presidency? Why don't we start spinning this information? And so that went away. But to answer your question, yeah, I, I, I do think there is some things that should be kept behind doors. And that's kind of how I am. I'm a very private person. Right. Uh, you, you're, you're friends with me on Facebook. You don't see shit about my life on right. there. You know what I mean? Uh, you're sharing stuff for fun, and I think you're staying in touch with people. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. You're not going <laughs> to hear about my life or anything else. Like that. And right. kudos to anybody who does. Right. Like, I have no issue with it. Uh, it's, it's just, for me, it's just not me. Um, 
But for the information being spread, for the idea that Planned Parenthood is nothing but abortions and babies <laughs> go here to die. No, no. They do pap smears. They do breast yeah. cancer exams. They do STD tests. They right. supply you with uh, birth control pills. No, but it's a baby killing factory. <laughs> no, the fuck it's not. I think also it's it's a, it, it's mo- modern times are getting to the point where things that, I mean... Things are becoming more acceptable faster than ever before with that spread of the information. Yes, like yes. it's insane, and our world is changing at a at a astronomical rate as well. And, and it's good. in the and it's it's a good thing. There is some. I mean, there's always going to be some bad with some with the good. Um, what about the the last thing I have that I wanted to talk about before we get off of these the religion topic is uh, your impression or thoughts on celebrities and Scientology. Oh, fuck Scientology. <clears throat> because Scientology, the, the religion itself, is completely insane. Like, I mean... It's, if you, it's, it's honestly no more insane so, than anything else. Right, I understand that. But South Park, like, did a funny episode on Scientology where at the bottom of the screen, they literally wrote in block this letters, really this believe. is really what mm-hmm. they believe. Yeah. And it was insane. It was crazy. But there's got to be something there because they are, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people with a lot of money and there's a lot of pull. Like, there there, there are people that are scared of Scientology or Scientologists. There, I mean, Leah Remini has has a, I think it's a book that she, like, ex, like kind of got out of Scientology and yeah, how, it's a, it's a how it was very, very fucking scary and, like, yeah. the shit they did to her to, like, you know, there, there are um, people that, uh, you know, have crimes committed but then they like basically bully them into or no wait they wrote i I remember reading somewhere that they make people write uh you know these letters saying that stuff didn't happen before it actually happens so they can bring that like if somebody comes forward later they can be like oh no they have something signed documented right here that this did not actually happen or this did not take place which is fucking crazy yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's 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 no less crazy than anything else. The only thing is, is that it's new, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I I made a joke recently uh, about somebody dying a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Showing up with Saint Peter and Saint Peter going, "That's not new, but it's recent." <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. this. You know, uh, and that's just it. You you hold up, uh, you hold up their beliefs, their core beliefs, and you hold it up next to any other religion. It's just as it's just as just as out there. Yeah, I mean, hold on. You got a a, a people that believe that we are an ancient race of aliens possessed by the souls of ancient race of aliens that lived here that fought some dark lord. Okay, let's 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 just slap that up there. Right. Okay. Let's go to let's go to Christianity. Right. Your soul's not yours. God created your soul, knew everything you were going to do before you did it, and and everything else like that. Thus, taking away your free will. Right. By the way, that's all bullshit. Anybody who says, oh, God's plan, well, well, this happened. Free will, can't have it both ways. <laughs> can't have it both ways, okay? It's bullshit. Yeah. So, depending on your choices in this life, which have already been determined by God because he knows, you're going to go after you die, just like the first one in Scientology. When you die, you go back up to the mothership. So, on this one, when you die, you go to heaven. Right. <clears throat> now, let's throw up Mormonism. Yep. 142,000 people are going to be blessed by the prophet Joseph Smith, who got the whole religion by reading tablets that only he could read. Yeah. Okay? 
you, after you die, are going to go to a planet to essentially be your own god and rule this life. And, but in the meantime, you got to wear special underwear and be Baptist and be <laughs> baptized in this, and you got to do all this other crazy shit. Yeah. You got to marry multiple wives. Let's throw that up there. Right. When you take a look at all of these, just these three, they all sound insane. Well, that's one that I wouldn't want to be a part of because what if you're group is bigger than 142,000. The order uh, <laughs> since the inception of Mormonism, I guarantee you a little bit more than 142,000 people have died. Just a little bit more. I'm going to say at least plus one or two. It's fucking insane and it's all insane and that's that's kind of like well, that's kind of like a perception I had uh until I became an atheist. Mm-hmm. And you know it it went from god to your god. Yeah. Religion your religion Mm -hmm. you know and and it's kind of a perception i had that once you take a step back you realize just how nuts all of it is right and how arbitrary all these fucking rules are yeah i mean that's that i mean we've talked about it before and i've i know people i don't want to like beat it beat a dead horse but i know that we've you know everybody has said you know that well, if religion helps somebody live a better life, like let them go ahead and do it because that they're going to be yeah, a better yeah. person and all that kind of thing. Um, but I want to kind of steer away from that just for a minute because I was kind of scrolling through your Facebook page and stumbled <laughs> across the uh, the Drunk in a Graveyard website that yes. you shared. I want to know about this because I read the first, I think, two paragraphs and now I'm intrigued. It's uh, it was an immortal's tale. The man in black in the black suit. I want to know, what is this? What are you doing? Um, well, a long time ago, I came. Um, I'm well. For those who don't know, I'm an author. Okay. I love that's, writing that's horror. What, I did not know that at all. And yeah. I've heard you on the Smugcast probably maybe dozens of times, but I yeah, never that never I never really it. heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm that's an really author. interesting. I want to know more about that. Um. I've always had a very active imagination, and I've always loved writing. Um, but I mean, uh, several years ago, uh, I had this concept, and most of the, most of my ideas are born from a single line, right? Uh, and that's actually kind of stupid because it's uh, you know you, you talk to writers and they're like, "Oh, I had this concept, or this beautiful thing, I had to shape mold." I'm like, "No, I had a line." I like six words. <laughs> I wanted to put it in a story and you somehow, just, like... <laughs> and this whole fucking thing kind of seems happened. like kind of seems like a backwards way yeah. of a creativity, but that's I, I mean I, I everybody the, has their own way. I felt a little bit better uh, with uh, after I found out the guy that wrote Sin City. Right, uh, he writes from from the same way. He writes backwards. He writes the ending first, and then he goes back. Figures out how he got there. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name right now. It's gonna murder me. Um, Frank Miller. I think you're right. Yeah. It's uh, it's Miller. Miller. I just don't know what the first name is. I think Frank might be right though. Um, but I, mean, I felt a little bit better. But no. Uh, so the story, an immortal's tale, uh, the man in the black suit, is a story about somebody who is an immortal. He's a. Uh, it is Frank Miller. Good it job. is Frank Miller. Yeah, uh, he he is an immortal. He can't die. Yeah. He uh, heals, kind of like Wolverine and all these things. But he's a crusader for the balance of. Angels, demons, humans on Earth. Fucking and, awesome! Like I'm already in. <laughs> and uh, a little bit, a little bit Constantine-ish before anybody says it. I'm yeah. aware, but Constantine itself isn't an original idea, right? Um, but I, the whole story began from this line. Uh, I want to tell you the tale of how I almost died. Yeah. And that's coming from an immortal. So you're like, wait, what? 
Yeah. You know, I kind of, I, kinda, that's I cool. like that. I book, love that. You know? And that's, that's what hooked me in as well. The very beginning that, uh, but here's the twist that makes it interesting. I'm immortal. Now, before you ask the obvious question, let me start as near to the beginning as I can. I like that. Like I was ready. I was all in. I'm going to read this as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jonathan, uh, that story in Immortal's tale came out and, uh, I also had, uh, I have, I also have a zombie series, um, called uh, Life After Death that was named by committee uh, on Facebook yeah. because I couldn't come up with a title for it. Um, and that's just pretty much, it, it's it's a series of interconnecting tales. Right. Uh, and they all connect to the last one in some way or form. Right. Uh, about just life. And, oh, God, I keep doing that, man. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I got a fucking ham hands <laughs> tonight. What the fuck? Um, anyways, it's a, you know, the zombie apocalypse happened. No, nobody's coming. There is no help. You have to build it and work your own. Right. And uh, I kind of started. I kind of started with a short little thing, and I, I and I was just like, ah, that's really cool. Ah, fuck, I got to do more. Yeah. <laughs> so I started writing in it because I had this. I had this. Um, the first one was just this guy running. <clears throat> His partner falls. She gets eaten. He shows up to the to the thing. It was like they're coming, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's not enough. Fuck. Yeah. So then. Like a little while went by, and I was like, "Wouldn't that be cool to see a zombie break in?" You know what I mean? Like, like, like you know, somebody holding a door shut, of like a like Alexandria from The Walking Dead, right? You know, holding the door shut, and all of a sudden the, the zombies pour in. But I'm like, "Wouldn't that be cool to see?" And narrated from the scope of a sniper rifle, right? Of somebody watching this chaos and can only help from a distance. Right? I was like, "Dude, fuck yeah, it is yeah. cool." <laughs> I gotta write that too. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> And then um, uh, I also wrote one called Blood Runs Thin. Mm. Uh, that's about a, a vampire named Michael who has been wrongly convicted of uh, a crime that's, uh, you know, against the balance of powers. Right. You know, the humans, werewolves, mm. vampires, ghouls, they all exist in some form on Earth. And right. He committed a crime and because they fucked up and committed the wrong guy. Uh, we learn kind of he has a lineage mm -hmm. and this whole thing comes into play. And that one was something I planned from the beginning to start a series with. I just did not expect it to go. It was such a hard left turn. Right. Because <laughs> there's a, there's just what I was like, I was like, this is, this is, this would be a cool scene. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, I cooked this scene up and I was like, that would be really cool. Damn it. That's too cool. <laughs> now I got to keep going. Shit. So I, I just keep adding on top of it and adding and adding and adding. And before I know it, there's this fight. And mm -hmm. I'm, I, if, if anybody wants to read it, uh, I'm not going to go into details about it. But there's this fight that happens in this house. And it, in my head, I was just like, oh, that's just so fucking cool. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I cook I cook up these whole worlds in my head. Right. And I, and I got to put it out there. And, you know, people, I'm, <laughs> I've had people. And they talk to me about these stories. They, oh, right. what about this story? What happened here? And I'm like, I don't fucking remember, bro. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't remember? You wrote it. I'm like, yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. Once I once I put it on paper, yeah, or I type it's, it it's out, it's almost like gone. getting it out of the getting it out of the brain. Yeah. Um, I like and just kind of hearing about this, like I I think you know off off air and everything, we'll talk because I have a lot of I like. I'm one of those people that I feel like I can I can I can describe my idea, my premise for a story or something like that, but I don't have the best ability to write it. So I definitely want to talk more about that because I have a, uh, I have a character that I've been uh, kind of just like thinking about in my head 
that I've kind of shared with other people and, you know, I, I don't know really how to start writing it or even, and I don't even know if I should be the one to write it as opposed to let somebody else take the idea and run with it. Right. So we'll talk about that later. But, um, is it Twilight fan fiction? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you going to do the next 50 shades? You bastard. <laughs> well, speaking of that, <laughs> that actually was like the last topic I had, uh, that I wanted to kind of just get a really quick, uh, impression we we are in a moment in time where you know equality women's rights everything like that um mm-hmm. and women's empowerment and i'm all for it i'm all for that but at the same time we have shows like you on netflix and the 50 shades books and things like that that right. are i feel like the exact opposite of what the women of the world are trying to do and they are wildly successful and wildly popular like I'm trying to figure out what the uh, how that how that works. I'm not familiar with you. You is okay. So I'll just give you kind of a. I, I actually pulled up this article <laughs> because um, the lead actor Penn Badgley um, actually called out fans of the show because he received several tweets them swooning over his psychopath character. Basically, he is a he's a guy that oh. Okay. Yeah. Finds out all the information and is stalking this person yeah, yeah, okay. and trying to become like their, you know, their their significant other. And uh, he's a bookstore manager who goes to extreme lengths to date a woman named Guinevere Beck, played by Elizabeth Lale. He achieves his goal by stalking her every moment and killing or every movement and killing those who get in the way of their romance. And people are in love with him. Yeah. And how is that? How does that work that way? I don't. You know, I don't get it. I don't get it either, and it, it stems all the way back to, for me, it reaches all the way the fuck back to people who are obsessed with serial killers. Right. Like, I don't fucking get it. Every one of those serial killers ended up having some sort of wife. I don't get that. In jail. What the fuck? Somebody <laughs> needs to sit me down and explain this to me because I'm in the same fucking boat as you are. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. And I'm sorry to drop so many F-bombs. You know, for those who are easily offended, but this is something that's been on my mind for a while. Yeah. You know, how? What the... F- what is the reasoning here? Yeah. Now, the Fifty Shades of Grey, I get. Right. That's but, porno clashed up. Yes, and but it's also, like I said, though, it's like... The the, the controlling methods yeah. that, Chris, that Christian Grey yeah. uses. Uh, and the same as this You show, where he is killing people and basically uh, manipulating this woman to do his bidding, basically. And I, I, I honestly think it's the romanticized version of this. Right. You know, we we have you know, and, and it's it's a nobody meme. wants to live in a real world where yeah, their boyfriend fucking, killed all of their all of your potential suitors that were you know, uh, around you. It's a meme. If this guy wasn't a millionaire, there'd be an episode of CSI. Yeah, you know what I mean. If this happened in a in a trailer park, right? Rather than like Manhattan. I actually you know? I actually wrote this down too. Uh, random thought of the week: smiling at strangers. If it's a creepy looking person, or if it's a ugly looking person, they're creepy. If it's a hot person, they're nice. Yeah. So it's like it's, I, and I also get really uncomfortable smiling at people. Like I'll smile back when somebody smiles at me, right. but like I typically try to not make any contact with anybody when I'm in public. Typically, uh, I don't, I don't unless mean, I'm like trying to do like go out to a bar and enjoy myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't mind social interactions. I like talking to strangers. I'm right. weird like that, but I uh, like it. On my terms, so I like to I like to be the person that's in charge of the conversation. So you want to be the one holding the door. We had a we had a weird guy uh, uh, join us at the bar last night, and 
he just started following us around mm. and just ta- like talking to us and like he kept mentioning the uh the Colts game and I was like dude it was over like three hours ago man leave me alone and it's now beer clock and uh these there's there was like this group of uh of girls that were talking to us and they were like, who's that guy? And I was like, I have no idea. As and like, and they, they were ruthless. They were like, okay, bye now. Have a good one. Like, and I was like, I don't know. I just ignore him. I just like, I'm just not even talking to him. I would have, but I would have much preferred their approach, but, uh, no, um, but yeah, the smile, like, and so that's what, that's where it kind of like you, I was getting into it with you when you were saying the, uh, the millionaire thing, like, I think if uh, somebody is a attractive rich person smiling at them, they people might be happy about it. And if they're not the if they're the opposite of that, it's not. Well, I mean, you're not welcome. You're, you're going to want Bruce Wayne smiling at you. Yeah. You're not going to want Rorschach from The Watchmen <laughs> yeah. smiling at you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's a, there's a fucking divergence there, and yeah. you know the whole the whole thing. I don't. Maybe it is because it is plugged at, at any kind of romance people with this kind of obsession are going to take it and run with it. Yeah. Um, I don't understand it myself. I think it's... The likes are going crazy on the Facebook. That's yeah. wild. Uh, I th- <laughs> it's because you and I are going, this is bullshit. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey is fucking porno. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, it's all right. I don't care. I'm not even worried about it. Fifty Shades of Grey is just porno with a bow tie on it. Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. You know what I mean? And, and honestly, like, I haven't read the fucking books. I haven't seen a minute of the, any of the movies. Me neither. <laughs> but Heard the movies were terrible. Every every time, um, um, what was it? Gilbert Godfrey <laughs> reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Did, does he, what does he do that on? <laughs> so seriously, put, 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 it's, it's fucking gorgeous. It is, the, what is one of the best things in history. And if he re- actually did do it, I will listen to it just to hear Gilbert Godfrey describe this shit. <laughs> he does the audio book. <laughs> that would be hilarious. So that's that's the only time like I, I, I hear like any any parts of this book is like because every time that little thing pops <laughs> up. It's one of the first things that yeah. comes up. When... I think it's a part of college humor or something, yeah. but I'm like, I will pay for this. I don't care. It's I will crowdfund this. <laughs> Audible.com presents Fifty Shades of Grey, (laughs) the erotic best-selling novel read by Gilbert Gottfried. My inner goddess has stopped dancing and is staring too, (laughs) open-mouthed and drooling slightly. Hear it the way it was meant to be heard. Keep still, he orders, and slowly he inserts his thumb inside me, rotating it around and around, stroking the front wall of my vagina. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? (laughs) I agree to the fisting, but I'd really like to claim your ass. Famed voice actor Gilbert (laughs) Gottfried gives a reading that can only be described as sensual. Holy fuck is this wrong! (laughs) But holy hell, is it erotic? Let Christian Grey seduce you over and over again. Through the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. But when he hits my clitoris, I cry out loudly. (laughs) Oh, please, I groan. Quiet, he orders. 
not taking his eyes off mine. He scrunches my panties Jesus in his hands. This is all I've heard of the book. And those are like probably actual lines in the book, isn't it? They are. Deeply. His hands reach around and <laughs> touch my breasts. And my There's a chick sitting in an office. At his touch. Looking. Oh, shit, this is hot. <laughs> hey, Pat from college. That's, that's gold. That's, that's it. Awesome. That's all I've heard of the book. That's hilarious. That is, that is all I've ever heard of the book. Good, good work, Gilbert. Thank you, Gilbert, for that. <laughs> it's fucking gorgeous. Um, but yeah, no. They, and honestly, I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, I don't, I, and I, I usually get a lot of things. Right. Like, there's only a few things in this world I don't get. One of them is like foot fetishes. I don't understand that. You know? <laughs> no. It's just, it's beyond me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, don't, <laughs> I have no comment. What, besides you asking for mine? <laughs> I but anyways. No, I have no comment. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I get, right. I get most other things. Yeah. I get most fetishes. I get, I get most, you know, wants. Dude, there's a lot else. of weird stuff yeah. out there. Yeah, trust. You know, I'm a weird guy. You know, <laughs> when I want to understand something, I go to the source. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, anything else. I usually get them. But those are, the, those are the, just such a small hand, less than a handful of things I don't get. And the serial killer thing, I don't get. Right. Feet fetish, feet, I, I feet, feet fetish, and serial killer I, I don't love. We don't, we don't, don't understand it. It's beyond me. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we get out of here, um, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, uh, I have packages that I've put together. They're all negotiable. We'll figure it out for you guys. Also, I want to give a shout out to Anna Monkai. Um, they're a podcast on the Facebook and also Magic Scroll Network. Um, Juice in the Morning is part of the Magic Squirrel Network. We don't talk about it as much as we should, but it's a group of guys that uh, have built a uh, network of podcasts and kind of content creation. And uh, Anna Monkai is part of that. If you're into anime, any kind of like uh, stuff like that, like I think that, what is it, manga? Hentai. Hentai. <laughs> I don't know. They may be, they may talk about that. I hope I, so. Now I got to check them out. I think uh, they're, they're a, uh, they're, they're definitely an interesting podcast slash uh, YouTube or Facebook kind of live type show. Um, definitely go to magic scroll network. Magic scroll network has the schedule of when everybody posts um, on their Facebook page. So it's uh, or you can go to the magic scroll network pod or magic scroll network.com um, to uh, look that up. And uh we're just going through, you know, every now and then we like to give you guys, give each other some shout outs. So um, here soon I'm going to be on the uh, uh, Van, da- Van Dam. It's Jean-Claude podcast. <laughs> and uh, it's a podcast started by the uh, one of the hosts of Pointless Discussions, Paul Schroyer. And um, he talks about Van Dam movies. And Time Cop is one of the biggest ones that I watched back in the day. Yeah. That's the ep- that's the episode that we're gonna be we're gonna be discussing Time Cop because Time Cop. Um, I haven't watched it in a while, so I'm gonna probably <laughs> watch it tonight. Actually, um, <clears throat> and then like I said, um, anybody interested in sponsoring us, reach out to me, Juice in the Morning at Gmail um, You can also go to our Facebook, Twitter's Juice in the uh, AM, Instagram's Juice in the AM. DMs are always open for any of that kind of stuff, as well as dick pics, um, foot pics, <laughs> foot pics, and then we welcome the feet pics. And then also, uh, they haven't paid for any advertising, but I just want to give a shout out to Kristen Rorex. She works at. Uh, Matt's Barbershop. Uh, she's the one who cuts my hair. She does a great job. It's a great barbershop. Matt's an awesome dude, and he always asks about the podcast. Um, he is he is the quintessential barber. 
Like he knows everybody that comes in. He talks to them, chats them up, always knows kind of like what's going on with you. He keeps up with like your with your life and family, almost kind of becomes like a friend. So uh, just giving them a shout out because I like going there and I, I would love for him to advertise with us officially, but I'm still going to get him get get him some publicity uh, regardless. Uh, Alex, uh, thank you, sir. And yeah. Betty is watching too. Betty's one of my oldest friends. Nice. Uh, but yeah. Um, what do you have coming up in the pipeline? Uh, I've heard there's a video for the Podathon. BJ told me to ask, or Aaron told me to ask about that. Yeah, I'm waiting for the song uh, from BJ. Uh, BJ, <laughs> I, I told him to like choose a song. Yeah. I'll put together. You know, we'll we'll do something from there. And uh, I've been waiting on the word for that. Um, so there's your answer. Drunk in the Graveyard. Uh, their website, drunkinthegraveyard.com. They have a podcast. Uh, I saw that. They have an RSS feed on there. Yeah, and they uh, they picked me up for writing, so massive shout-out to them. That's awesome. Like, um, their their website's pretty sweet, too. Yeah, and they're, they're actually funny kids. Uh, I say kids because I'm an old fart now. <laughs> but uh, that's really cool. They picked up my writing. Um I'm I'm really honored. Like I'm so honored. They did an, they did an audio reading of one of my short stories. That's awesome. Uh, the Monster Hunter. They've been uh, around since 2012. Yeah. Shit. Um, let's have, see. Uh, I'm also archive. I'm also creating a new content channel myself with my right. brother. Um, that's currently in the works. We're going to be doing. <clears throat> video game reviews, uh, movie reviews, music reviews, pretty much anything that has to do with entertainment. We're going to be uh, covering it, and we're going to bring other people on as well. We're going to have um, a couple of my friends, even my little brother. They're, they're going to be content creators on right. this channel. Real, so. uh, real quick, have you played Red Dead? Yeah, I'm in the middle of it. Are you uh, zero, 0 to 10, what do you give that, that game? score oh god this is hard okay zero zero to ten i mean okay because you're in the middle of it right so you're not uh, yeah, you I'm haven't finished three, yet yeah i'm about three quarters yeah. of the way through it um honestly i'm going to give it a solid seven yeah and the whole reason i'm giving it a solid seven is because i did play red dead redemption uh recently mm-hmm. before this game came out and there was there was a lot of issues that i had with it right and Almost none of those issues have been addressed, and a couple of them have been made worse right. in Red Dead Redemption. Well, and that's what that's what I noticed. Um, <clears throat> I, I actually did some research because anytime I play a game like that or like watch a movie or something, I always look it up on the internet just to see if things tie together, or if there's interesting like um, things about the the thing that I'm you know consuming media wise. And what I noticed was uh, there's almost like there's there's no real mention of all of this that happened before oh, the, set, the, the next game. like because it's a prequel to yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Um, well, there's there's or Red Dead it, Revol- yeah, it, I don't Red Dead Redemption. It, yeah. it brings up more questions than it answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, is Jack John's son? We right. don't know. We were supposed to get that answer in this right. game. We were promised that. We never found out, and it's 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 still like a uh, it's kind of like a what is it up in the air type situation. Yeah. Uh, what happened between um, what happened between John and Dutch? Right. Uh, for for certain things, and I'm at the point of the game that we find out what happened, but that doesn't cover. It kind of it does leave a lot of uh, stuff up in the air. Yeah, it doesn't cover why. Um. 
what happens in, in the first game, Red Dead Redemption, why there's such an animosity. Yeah. Did, 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 did we find out why John is in the situation he's in in the first game. Right. But the animosity between the two is just left out. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so, like, so you're going to be starting the YouTube channel. Uh, another YouTube channel, yes. Yep. I have my own YouTube channel that I, I post on there sometimes, I mean, I'm, namely because nobody watches. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't post up there as, as yeah. often as I should. I put up a review right. of uh, Eminem's revival. Yes. And uh, I think you watched yes, it. Yes, I did. And, you know, I got like I had a couple of questions, you know, like, oh, well, why do you say this? Why do you say that? And then it, it was really cool to discuss Eminem because I've been listening to him for so long. Right. You know what I mean? And I wish people would take my movie reviews as seriously as they took the Eminem review. Yeah. No, that I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's tough, man. Any kind, anytime you're doing any kind of creating, um, you know, it's it's tough to get people to actually pay attention and be a part of it. And you know, I'm always willing to share everything, and I I can't promise that I see everything or do yeah. listen to everything. But your writing stuff, I'm really interested in because I'm big I'm big into reading, and I, I like uh, books and things like that. Um, and then also we will talk off the air about the idea I have, um, and uh, and the the possibility of you and I going in together and creating right. some content, right? And uh, I'm actually excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of X videos and Pornhub, <laughs> you know, doing some other creative. But stuff. no, I I uh, something that I w- I've wanted to do for selfie a lo- sticks, kids. <laughs> selfie sticks work miracles. One thing that I've wanted to do for a long time is find somebody. I didn't know that you were a writer. I wanted to find somebody that was a writer, and I could kind of give my ideas to and hopefully like almost do like a writer's room type thing where you guys we sit and talk and you can like write out what i'm thinking about and come up with even more ideas to make it even better um i know i apologize betty uh the audio does cut out every now and then the mevo and the internet sometimes we just have struggles i don't know how that's possible with technology and internet like how internet can just be bad sometimes it just happens it's weird that's another thing that i don't get how things can work so perfectly for so long and then all of a sudden they don't work just, it's, it's, it's and because, nothing was uh, touched it's because of the foot cam we have running underneath the desk <laughs> yeah, for, we're broadcasting on hey that's videos. that's how i fund this all right like <laughs> I, i'm just selling pictures of my feet <laughs> um but yeah that's actually a weird fetish i found dude, out for people dudes with big feet dude there's weird there's weird fetishes of everything and there's i wit like i was actually <laughs> thinking about this at the gym the other day i was like i wish i was a hot girl because i could just set like there are girls out there that sell like dirty socks or like underwear yeah and dudes are buying it for like $500. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wish there was some weird person that liked something about me. I'd sell you whatever, whatever you want. You want my old socks? You want my underwear? I don't care. They got holes in them. Yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. I'll make sure I'll make sure there's some extra streaks in there for you. Like I don't really care. Well, oh, come on. You 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 are you and Ben are like the two assholes that I'm like always look at you guys and I'm like fuckers are so pretty it's not even fair <laughs> it's not fucking fair a- for you guys. A- a- to AP be... is way prettier than I am. No, AP I tell <laughs> AP all the time, but he has an ego, so I don't have to stroke it. I don't have to stroke his ego. But you and fucking Ben, and I'm like it's not fair that you assholes aren't both pretty and fucking well, funny. He's funny as shit. Like I have, I can't even touch. I can't even touch his. And I, I his love weirding. I love weirding him out though. It's like my. <laughs> favorite goddamn thing like what, the first time we did a podcast together him and i yeah and uh i dropped that line and they were like yeah pitch your show and he was like yeah it's a uh, 15 bucks or this that and like or 10 bucks and then yeah. 15 bucks for vip and i was like for 20 bucks do i get to blow you <laughs> 
he probably gave you that look. Like, he was he, like his 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 car, his mental car figure, hit the fucking. Try to figure out if you're being serious. Like, um, <laughs> um, and then also, I talked about it on. I actually had uh, Liam Panero, who's actually going to be on Wednesday's episode because this episode's actually going to come out before Liam's episode. Right. Um, Liam Panero is actually like friends with Ben too, and he's he had some he had some. I told him I was like. You know, I've honestly not even asked Ben to come on the show because BJ and the Smugcast say I steal all their guests. <laughs> so I haven't actually asked him to come on because of that. So oh, he'll he'll don't. I, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to have him on at some point. I know he's just a busy dude, and we kind of talked about that with Liam. How he's kind of just he's just always doing something, and it's hard to kind of na- nail down an actual date to get him on and all do right. something. Just promise me when you and Ben do a show, I get to be the one to oil you guys down. <laughs> For sure, we'll do that. We'll get you some of those James Bond shorts, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. You know? Where he's walking out of the ocean? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Hell oh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Put both of you in one of them. Dude, I got I to gotta lose a little bit of weight if I'm going to be pulling that off. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's I th- I'm excited for the uh, future of the Juice of the Morning podcast. I like actually doing these one-on-ones, man. I, I really enjoy it. I appreciate you coming out here and doing this because, you know, I do enjoy trying to be funny, but I also like getting serious about stuff. I like getting yeah. deep about stuff. Um, it's, it's just entertaining for me. So I hope it's as entertaining for the people listening and, uh, yeah. So do you have any closing, closing statements you want to say, say to the people out there? Um, um, be kind to each other. Yeah. Be nice. Be love everybody. Um, yeah, just because I don't like religion, mm. it doesn't mean I don't love people. Well, and that's why we were we were able to just have this conversation, and we're not fucking screaming at each other, no. throwing the chairs at each other, no. just because you know I do believe that there's a higher power. I believe in energy and things like that in the in the world. Like I don't necessarily believe that you know when you die you go to heaven or hell or whatever. But I just I am I am going on the hope that there's something else, just because of that. Uh, what I talked about, which I wish I could live as long as I could because I want to know everything. Like if honestly, if death was, I die, but I get to like know every question that I wanted to know. And then it was over. Yeah. I would even be okay with that. Like I, yeah. Yeah. You know, going with the, going with the knowledge. Yeah. And you know, that's uh, you know, um, I would be happy with that. Johns Hopkins scientist said that if you're alive in the next 30 years, you're going to be alive for the next 130 years because of medical advancement. And I'm fucking good with that. Because I'm greedy. I want to know everything. I want to know, you know, the future, just like you do. Well, and I've, um, even, I've even talked with, like, uh, friends and family. Like, we don't live long enough for me to do all the stuff that I want to do. Like, that I want to try or to become an expert at. Like, it's right. just not possible because there's, and then, but the thing is, is what I want to close with and tell people is, like, choose something, though. Don't focus so much on the fact that there's not enough time to do everything just do the thing. Do as much as you can. Do yeah. do it. So. Like, I mean, I get shit for the podcast because of my first episode being so bad, but <laughs> I I needed to do it. Like, it's, I needed. It's, and, it's, it's the first time having sex. And, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. It's it's not gonna be good. And, and a lot of and a lot of people like. I mean, now I know, obviously, now I've learned from that situation. Yeah. If I was ever to start a new podcast or do something a new product with somebody, I understand now. Don't just put out your first thought that you think of on a podcast, you do some practice rounds, you do listen to those and make sure that you've got a good flow before you just throw it out there. But I was on, I'm, I'm the person that I'm just going to do it and throw it out there. Like I'm just, cause 
I'll learn from that. And I can be the guinea pig for the other people that want to join and be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've been making YouTube videos for shit going on 10 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to do video game reviews with my brother and my best friend Jim. Um, and, you know, the first one was terrible. The first, like, three episodes are terrible. It's literally us in front of the camera. I removed my first few episodes from, uh, from no, my I wa- feed. I want them up there to show the <laughs> oh, fail. I still, have, I still have them saved, but I'm not, I don't want anybody else to go back and listen to it's that. It's literally us sitting on the couch, half drunk, um, <laughs> talking about, uh, I think it was Call of Duty. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just it's terribly framed. <laughs> my friend Jim isn't even in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you got my brother. He's trying to read notes, <laughs> and I'm and I'm drunk. <laughs> so like like and we 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 got better. And you right. know like it's it's but you're right. You know, starting back then, go looking at a camera and going, uh, Call of Duty is a good game. <laughs> we like it. I really um, like it. You know, a lot. going to the narrative that we had when 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 we stopped when we stopped the channel, you know, going to okay, they're, they're the characters are playing, you know, I mean the gameplay is bad, the mechanics are this, you know, and they're talking about these things, you know, yeah. so it's it's yeah, I under I, I know that process. And really as soon as I mean, well. as soon as you get a camera on you or a microphone in front of your face for the first few times, you just kind of like it changes <laughs> it changes the whole dynamic of a conversation. Like there are people that I have hilarious, awesome conversations with that have said if they get on the podcast, they'll probably just clam up because they yeah. don't know they don't know how to they don't know how to like share that. Something that I think you need to check out, and I don't know if you have already. Um, I'm wearing their shirt right now, the PTO Unlimited podcast. They talk about video games. They talk about a lot of the stuff that I think that you're into as well. And I think you would I think you would enjoy them. Um, I'm trying to get them to come back on the episode or on the show because they were on an episode that we did <clears throat> almost a year ago to to mm-hmm. the date now. Um, so we're gonna I'm gonna try to get them back on because they're they're hilarious. They're up in Fort Wayne, and um, the uh, female co-host uh, she Twitch streams. She does streaming right. on Twitch, which that's a whole nother bear. My buddy James uh, also does Twitch streaming. Uh, let me look. Let me look him up real quick. Uh, but he's actually built a huge following. He actually, yeah, they, they, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm trying to remember how many he has. Cause I want to, I want to actually know. Yeah. He has, he has, uh, 3000. Hold on. That's not right. There's no way that's right. Um, <laughs> But he's, he, all, he's awesome. He has so many. Well, 3,000? No, fuck that. That's no, not right. <laughs> because I know he has more than that. Oh, I, I, okay. I <laughs> you, well, you got to frame it positively, right, man. exactly. <laughs> it sounded like you were shitting on the guy. No, 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 You're no, like, no. 3,000? He's not that fucking good. Hold on. <laughs> no, he has, no, has uh, 3,744 followers, but oh. he's got... Um, He's got, I think that, but he's like, like I said, anyways, he's got an amazing community that he's built. They've made him like an 18 minute, you know, video for his uh, year of streaming full time, uh, you know, people thanking him. And like, it's crazy that he's actually making, like, I don't even have any frame of reference on how to even start a community like that. The anybody that listens to the podcast are people that I've like begged to just like subscribe to the show and just listen to it, download it guys. Um, so it's it's just it's an it's amazing thing, and that's why I like having creators on. I like uh, being surrounded by the like minded people. I like that we met through the Smugcast, and I'm always gonna be. Uh, and I hit on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, I I just get a little uncomfortable when people do that, but no, it's okay. Oh uh, yeah, here here let's 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 <laughs> tell this tale before we end this episode. Yeah. Okay, so we get finished with Smugcast. We walk outside. We're all talking about our jobs. All of us are, yeah. you know, AP is going on, BJ is going on. 
I'm going on. I'm going last. But then it's you. You're talking, and you're like, ah, oh, well, yeah, I've done this, and I've done this, and you know, I kind of got this foot up in the success. And they look at you dead in the face, and they go, it's because you're fucking pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to respond. And to that. your face looked like somebody just called your mother a whore because you were so <laughs> fucking frozen in time. You're like, um, well, you know, um, no, I've had, I've had some things happen, you know, I, this, and I'm like, no, it's also because you're fucking pretty, and you're just like, okay, yeah. I mean, my mom, my mom, and not to like, you know, to be a little kid, but my mom has uh, made a really good point. Not even just talking about me. She says that, you know, she's in the business world. A lot of like a lot of people that are at least semi attractive and they work hard, they go really far. Yeah, versus my ugly ass. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get get it. Get the fuck out of here. You got I I can't sell how I can't sell that I'm well hung. No, it has to be on the face, you know? But yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get out of here on that note. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. It's it was always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Dead Man, this is going to be a great episode. I can't wait to put it out because, like I said, it felt good. I was actually a little bit uh, stressed out because I was a little hungover and I had my like uh, weird feeling where I'm a little like antisocial. But yeah. we uh, we got through it, and it was actually a great. Uh, I think you know just hanging out and talking. It was a really easy, easy, easy episode. So I hope people enjoyed it. Uh, definitely uh, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts because it helps the show. Um, and then also just, t- just share with people because even if people just download it and don't even listen, I'm getting yeah. paid for it because, <laughs> because we're doing, we're doing numbers now. So, yeah. uh, let's, let's keep that train rolling and, uh, there's, and look for, uh, Liam Panero on Wednesday's episode. He's also a creator. He's a YouTube creator. Oh, okay. He's also, um, he is in the works of trying to get on MTV's catfish as a co-host Oh, because the catfish show, like the, one of the hosts, Nev, I think it's Nev Fuck something or whatever. Um, Nev had a co-host for the show where they would, you know, introduce people that had uh, met over the internet, had relationships over the internet, but never met in person. They kind of tried to put them together so that people could actually meet each other. And, um, the co-host left to do something else or go on to another project. And, uh, this guy, Liam Pinero, 20 Pinero, 22 years old, uh, has been making YouTube videos and stuff for, I think he said eight or nine years already. Wow. Like he's already done so much in media. Yeah. Um, I think he's got like 50, fit, maybe 50,000 subscribers or something like that on YouTube or something. Really? I don't know. But uh, he's he's really he's really growing, um, and he's it was an, an amazing conversation. So look for that on Wednesday, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode, but we're going to get out of here. Thanks for coming on, Dead Man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's get out of here. Peace, guys. Let's go make out. <laughs>